Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome along to your Friday night phone-in here on the Rangers Rabble. I hope everybody's well. Um, I'm joined by Alan and Kerr. Alan, how are you? I'm very good, thank you, yeah. I'm, I'm not too bad. I look worse than what I am. I'm actually all right. I don't look as bad as Kerr, but Kerr, how are you doing? What do you mean you don't look as bad as me? <laughs> I'm, sitting there, I'm sitting there in full of boxes because I move a week today. So my house is a pigsty at the moment because there's everyone everywhere, but be honest, yeah, yeah, be honest, you're, you're, you're not moving this, you've been thrown out. <laughs> thrown out to the bathroom, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hello to everybody watching, hello to everybody in the comments, hello to everybody on Facebook and Twitter as well as YouTube. I hope everybody is doing very, very well. Before we start the phone in, before we start talking about tomorrow's game and contracts and transfers, um, a wee update from the rabble. Um, as many of you who watch often will know, we have covered the women's team, we have covered the B team, and just uh, a few weeks ago, we covered the first team in a pre-season friendly. Now, the Rabble has had further discussions with the club, with Rangers, um, and moving forward, we're going to be covering a lot more B team games. You know that we do our academy reviews anyway. Um, but hopefully that means now that we're going to maybe have a little bit more access and be able to chat to the players and chat to the manager um, after games and during the season when there's no games. Also, I've had further discussions with the club about the rabble gaining media access to the first team. Now, that's still a bit, it's still a long way off, um, but it's the discussions are ongoing and we're hoping that that's something that we can do in the near future. Um, that's because of the amount of people that watch, which still absolutely amazes me. So um, I hope you don't mind my wee sales pitch here. Um, but what we're doing is we've opened back up, obviously, the memberships. Memberships have been opened back up for a while. 
um, if you and, and listen, I know because I'm feeling it myself. The 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 crunch that we're in, credit-wise, money-wise, it's horrendous for everybody. But if you can afford to join and become a member, um, it would be greatly appreciated. And every single penny that the Rabble takes in through YouTube ads, through sponsorship, which I'll get to later on, um, through monetization, through memberships and super chats and everything like that, um, every single penny is saved and will go towards reinvesting in the club and we'll go towards media packages as well. Um, so in order for that to happen, obviously you need to keep watching, you need to keep subscribing, like I say all the time, you need to keep uh, liking the videos, and if you can, um, join as a member as well. That will help us on our, our journey. Um, right now we have about 40 members, which is incredible. Um, there's a link in the description, and there's a rejoin button under the video for some people, although Alan really does struggle. I just think he's, he, he doesn't want to pay, but there you go. Um, but yeah, if you want to join as a member, um, that would really help us on our way um, to be able to be able to afford the media access. That's that's what it is, is to buy the media access and to advertise with the club in order to give us the media access. That's the, the blunt truth. That's every single penny that we get goes towards that. Um, I know you're struggling, Alan. Oh, terrible. Uh, listen, I myself confess technophobe, but if anybody's really struggling on how to join on YouTube, the Open University are running our course on it. Just go and have a look at them. <laughs> <laughs> you just click in the description, you click join. That's it. But yeah, so just so you know, that's where every single penny now goes. Every single penny goes towards um, joining as a member. There's two, there's, there's two tiers. There's a 199 and a 299. Whatever you feel you can afford. Or if you can't and, and you want to maybe contribute, you can every now and then throw in a super chat as well. That is an option. But again, the reason that we're in this position is because of everybody out there watching. So I thank you. But we are here to talk about Rangers. And that is what we are going to do. Um, I want to leave the Livingston chat. I want to come back to that because I want to focus on a, a few players. But, and I suppose it's probably something that I should do, because this is a phone-in, is to tell everybody to phone-in. The more you phone-in, the longer this show goes. It is that simple. Um, and I've got Karen Allen on the night, and they're pretty smart. So if you think you can get the upper hand, <laughs> then by all means. And as soon as somebody phones, they'll be straight on. I will cut Karen Allen off in a heartbeat to get you on. So as soon as you phone, you're on. Um, we're hearing, obviously... Alan Geo said in a press conference a week ago, two weeks ago, that he hoped to get, um, uh, oh, I forgot his name, Yelmaz over the line, um, and then there would be no more incomings, uh, unless anybody is sold. Now, we're hearing reports today, and I don't know, obviously, we don't know how true they are, but we're hearing reports today that there is interest now in Glenn Kamara, and the numbers surrounding that interest seem to be £10 million. Number one, has Kamara shown in pre-season that maybe, maybe he might just be too important to get rid of, to sell? Um, I think we know Kamara can be too important to sell. Um, he doesn't always turn up. I wouldn't say he doesn't always turn up every week. That's unfair, but he all, doesn't he always play his, his highest potential every week? Um I'd, I'd be quite happy to keep him. I want to keep him. I think he's a great player. I think he's going to be important to us going forward into this season. I don't think we need to sell him financially. Um, we've, we've kind of got to a position over the last six months where um, it's not like our, our hands been forced. If this had came in January, maybe even at the start of the transfer window, um, 
our hand would have been forced and we would have sold them. So we're probably in a position where we can knock offers back if the player wants to stay. Um, but, you know, everybody's got a price. It's as simple as that. If a club comes in and offers us something that is we, we can't afford to turn down or, or it looks too good to be true, we've got to take it. And Kamara will be in the same position. If, if, he, if he wants to go and try his hand somewhere else, then, then he will. Um, but I don't think he's irreplaceable. But I certainly would rather keep him anyway. Can I just, before I come to you, Kev, can I just give a big shout out to Alan Simpson? Alan's a great supporter of the channel. He's always on. He's phoned in as well. Lanzarote loyal. Have a great show, gents. Not jealous at all that I'm sitting in clammy Hamilton. Um, which you're, is sitting right. in your, you're sitting in your sunroom, Martin. I'm sitting in this sunroom. Oh, man, <laughs> it sounds so bad. It is so, so, so bad. I should say I'm sitting in Hamilton, which, of course, is people with decent geography will know um, is right next to Motherwell, um, which is which is, which is is funny. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows, uh, watching knows why. That's extremely funny. Um, <laughs> match again, ready a manager before the season. Kia, <laughs> <laughs> um, Kamara. Um, I don't know. I, I, I seem to go through phases where I just start falling in love with players randomly. And I don't know what it is about um, the preseason is just showing me something that you know a Kamara and a Lawrence might be able to bring something that nobody else in that squad can. I think if it comes to it, like Alan said, if you get an offer, you can't refuse, you take it. But personally, I would keep going, Kamara. I think Kamara, Ronstrom and Lawrence will be probably Gio's go two, three. I think the three of them are kind of different players, but I think Kamara is very mobile. Athletic and up and down the pitch. Only some can sit, spread the ball about, and Lawrence can do a bit of both. To me, I would keep Kamara before I keep Ryan Jack. You know, it might be a bit controversial, but I think Kamara's a better footballer and he's knows injury prone. But if I'm not fucking in, it's very difficult to turn down then you take it because obviously, if Premiership Club comes in, Glenn might want to go anyway. But I would take it because I think he's going to be an important player for us this season. Uh, listen, I completely agree. But CGM's saying, and I think it's something that we were all saying towards the end of the season and even just, just after the season finished, that Kamara's a player who I thought we would have sold. <clears throat> and, Alan, is that just down to perhaps he wasn't his sparkle and best towards the end of the season? I, I don't want to be too harsh on him, but a lot of us were saying it, that, you know, that, that is, if we're looking to get money for one player, he'd, he would be that player. I think it came down to the fact that if you were to hold a gun to most Rangers supporters' heads and say Kamara or Arebo, um, the vast majority of us would have kept Arebo. Um, and I think that's why we were saying Kamara is going to be the one that gets sold, and it turned out it wasn't so far. Um, but I think that's what that was what was behind it. Um, I, th- I think most of us would have preferred to keep Arebo, especially when you know Davis and Arfield, I know they're different types of players, but they've t- taken up similar positions when they signed their contracts. Um, nobody expects them to be first team regulars, but they're the type of players that can come in and play in those roles. Um, so that probably suggested even more that one of them was going. Um, turned out Aribo's away. Um, so yeah, I, as I say, I don't think it was. I don't think it was a case that we wanted to sell Kamara. I just think it was if you were given an option, you would have kept Aribo first. I think that was Alan. Sorry, because Aribo is more offensive. He creates, yeah. he scores more than Kamara does. But Glenn's more of a team player. Players player, so yeah. he maybe doesn't he doesn't he come doesn't he like 
come to everybody's attention too much because he's no fancy, whereas Joe can do things in the park himself and score a goal for nothing. I, th- I think that's exactly it. If you were to look at uh, an ideal mid-three for us before we signed anybody um, last season, we would have had Rebo in that uh, you know, offensive, creative role. Um, Kamara would have been the, the player's player that, that done a bit of donkey work for everybody else, but we have this bit of a love affair with, with Ryan Jack, and quite rightly so, he does that job as well. So, you know, again, there's another argument. I know Jack has got his fitness problems. That, you know, it's a different conversation, um, but it's just it's just another it's another reason to keep a Rebo and, and sell Kamara because you've got Jack there that can play in that role, and then the, the sort of defensive anchor in the middle of the in the middle of the park would have been John Lundstrom. And again, it's my opinion, but if everybody's fit. You know, you, you couldn't argue with that midfield three if they turned up. So Kamara could be the one that was dispendable. Um, expendable, yeah. expendable, <laughs> expendable, expendable. The expendable, Savile. Um, before I uh, I go back to care about Kamara, it's a phone in, folks. Call zero one four one six two eight seven two three seven. Have your say on Kamara. You can even jump in and start talking about the Livingston game. You can ask us any kind of question you want. Um, and also, care before I come to you, um, I've actually got a shout out. Somebody who's a big fan of the show, uh, Brooke and Ali McCleary. Um, big fans of the show. Uh, Ali, I think Ali's the dad and Ali is the son. Um, Ali's dad asked me if I could give them a wee shout out because they're massive fans of the show. So, hello, Brooke and Ali. Um, thank you for watching. Uh, get your dad to become a member. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's an interesting point, no care. And I, I want to ask. What do you think is Kamara's position? In fact, in fact, care. In fact, yeah. Care. Call coming through now. I've got somebody who could probably answer that better, right? Um, so I'm going to bring. Curry? In. How did you know it was Curry? Curry, one. Curry, how you doing? Curry, how you doing? I have no bad. I'm no bad. I thought I better phone and get the ball rolling because nobody else wants to phone in. So I'll just do my usual phone and first. Go for it. Right, what was your question here? Because I had to mute you when oh. I phoned you, so what was the question? The question is, what does everybody think Curry Muncher looks like? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, Kamara. Kamara. Throw them um, off. <laughs> uh, the point I was making, Curry, was that a, a lot of people, including myself, towards the end of the season, were saying if there's one player that we could probably... Um, agree that we could sell and make decent money on it and that we wouldn't be so sad to see leave compared to an Aribo or a Kent would be Kamara. But for me, there's just been something in pre-season that I've seen film that says to me now that maybe it's just the blue-tinted specs that I think he's too important for us to let go. He's done that for the last two seasons, though. Hmm. He started half, he's got off the flyers, then uh, the, the, the backside of the season... He's, he's formed just right after the edge of a cliff. I, I like Glenn Kamara. When he's playing for his national team, he plays a lot further apart. I think we all discussed this last season mm-hmm. when we were talking about him and how good he is. I mean, see, even in the build-up games, you could see how much skill the, the boys got. But he just sometimes, he just thinks, oh, what I, I want to put this in a nice way. He's too negative going forward because he always looks for the easy pass he'll always play it to the side or behind him when there's a possibility that he could maybe nip a ball through and that's his biggest downfall would we miss Kamara 
I David, do I think we could get a, a player as good as him? I also, I think we could. Do you think we could, Curry, for the the, the fee that's been um, talked about, ten million? Aye, no problem at all. Aye, ten million. We'll be able to buy. <laughs> that, that's ten. <laughs> Was that? No, don't, so even, that's don't even try and work out what fifty grand divided by ten million. <laughs> I know, I had to, I just had a complete brain flap, and I'm like, no, not mass, please. <laughs> I know, do you know, Kerr, Curry makes the point that he started the last couple of seasons really well and then faded away, so maybe I'm just getting a bit too carried away by pre-season. I think a lot of players do that, Martin, eh, not just Kamara, but I think Glenn has issues over the last season with the, off the, they missed away for the football, well, I'm not saying off the, ball stuff, but the thing that happened in the game, we don't know what to come on again, but the thing that happened with the racism issue, and I think it affected them off the park more than a lot of people thought, but no, I think Glenn, it's not so much he's he doesn't want to pass forward, I just think it's the way he's been brought up, he's brought up through the Arsenal Academy so it's keep ball, and he keeps it simple, and he doesn't really give the ball away a lot, And but I think when you see him playing further forward, with Jules tried him a few times, he does play that pass he has come up with a goal and I think we could replace him if we get ten million pounds, but I just think he's quite important to us, especially this season, because for the way Gio wants to play, Kerr. Aye, I think Gio will use him. I wouldn't play with Jack and Lundstrom in the SPL games. I think it's too negative, too sitting. I probably just play with one, and like Kamara, like I think it was Walter Zeng that said in the comments, he's a deep line, but he can get he covers the fullbacks if the two fullbacks go forward. And he can get forward himself. He's seen it before in big games where he's turned people and got forward because he's very good at turning into round players. And he he's only left, he's the only downfall Glenn's as he's finishing. And I won't probably agree. He's not really the greatest striker of the ball when he's in the opposition's box. Uh, but apart from that, his teammates will tell you more than I will how good a player he is. But obviously, every player's got a price. So you never know. He could, he could go. But I think if it was me, I like him to stay this season because the league is the one I want back and I think Glenn could be an important cog in that wheel. I think CGM said it there in the comments, uh, you know, we're never going to spend £10 million on one player, so if we were to sell him for £10 million, there's, you know, we could we replace him for that? Absolutely. Um, will we replace him for that? I really don't think so. Um, I, I think we're in a position now where we're better, we're better keeping Glenn. Um, I want him to stay. Obviously, the decision's up to the club and Tim. Um, but, you know, I just... I think, you know, Corey said about him um, moving forward and he's, you know, if, if he looks for that simple pass instead of finding that killer pass. And as Kerr said, you know, he came through the Arsenal Academy. It is about ball retention. So there's nothing wrong with that simple pass. Uh, you know, I had a coach years ago that used to tell me there was only one team going to score if we've got the ball. You know, if you if you need to find that simple pass to keep possession instead of making a risky pass that gives the ball away, I'm quite happy with that. Is it the most exciting thing to watch all the time? No, isn't it? But there's other players out there that will find that killer pass, and that's their game, finding that killer pass. And I think Tom Lawrence is going to do that for us this season with the looks of things. Um, so it's no Kamara's game, but it doesn't need to be Kamara's game. Well, Curry, thank you for getting us off to a very, very good start. Hey, boy, guys. Right, you take it easy. Enjoy the rest of your night. Right. Speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. Right. Bye-bye. And we have Ooh. another call coming straight in. Caller ending 5 Hello. Who's that? Hey, Carol from the South End. How are you doing? 
I'm doing well, Martin. Good. Right, I don't want to talk about the Kamara and things like that. I just wonder what your take on is. You've got to be a My Jazz member with a thousand points to get tickets for the away game in Belgium. A thousand in the rest. Um, you know, I, I, I think yeah. it is absolutely disgusting. Now, I'm nearly 70. If I'm a My Jazz member, I stay in South End. How am I going to collect a point? Points, Alan. The Majors has always been one of those touchy subjects. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it fair? What's your take on it, Al? I really don't know. Um, it's it's going to be the way forward. It's you know the the big clubs across Europe. You just need to look down to England. Um, they've all got these membership models um, that reward, as the club put it, puts it loyalty. Um, I'm not convinced it's it going to leave. It is going to leave supporters like Carol out who can't attend yeah. every. They still want to support the club. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's. It, I don't think it really rewards loyalty. I think it rewards the people that they can spend the most money. Um, I mean, there we've seen it in the last couple of weeks. You can get majors, majors points quite a lot by the way, forty-five points in total for the B team season ticket and the, and the match uh, day subscription um, program subscription. That's quite a lot considering you're getting you know. What is it? You're getting one point for an away game or something like that, um, for an away game ticket. So forty-five. But I mean, to get that, you're spending the best part of two hundred pound. So it's it is expensive, and it's going to go down to those who can afford to pay the most money. Um, the the away Europeans, how they're doing it for the away Europeans. I've not really got too big a gripe with that because you tend to find the people that are going to be up there um, at that level are the people that have that were members of the old travel club. Um, although. Having said that, um, you know, Carol being the same the same situation down in South End. I know supporters in Northern Ireland who were members of the old European Travel Club and went everywhere with Rangers, but they never got. And I mean everywhere, home and away. Um, sorry, away away from home in Europe, um, but never got a ticket. Never even got a sniffy a ticket for Seville um, because they can't come to Ibrox every week and scan their season ticket, essentially their season ticket holders, they can't, they can't scan it every week and get the five points for attending a, a home match, they can't get you know, they can't get away tickets for example um, so it is, it's, harsh on, it's harsh on those fans that do that um, I think in a couple of years time it'll maybe level itself out and it'll start to make a little bit more sense um, but right now because it's still raw and it's still fresh I think this is the third season really we've had my years but it's only really the second season because that first season didn't count because we were all locked out um, but I think in a couple of years' time, hopefully it'll iron itself out and make itself a little bit more fair. Um, but I can understand why people perceive it to be harsh. I, I perceive it to be harsh. I only got two away tickets last season. I apply for everything, um, and I want to go to everything. I'm willing to pay the money, um, and I found that, found that harsh. I apply for European away tickets regularly. Don't get them very often, though. Um, I understand that that's not necessarily Rangers' fault. With, you know, It's small allocations we get in some of these stadiums. Um, but it is annoying when you're 
you know, you're hearing of people that are never anywhere near Ibrox and they're getting tickets for Scottish Cup finals and things like that. It's just... It, it, it's, it's of course you can. While you're gone, uh, look, I ran Rangers clubs in Germany, everywhere, all the European campaigns. I ran Rangers supporters clubs. I've never seen anything like it and they've got a cheek for everyone, anybody, anywhere. Rangers, no, it's no anywhere. It's who's got the moolah, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Giza, I went to, when we were going down, me and my wife went up every couple of months for our money, and, you know, couldn't afford a season ticket, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. When they were even knowing, advertising them, get them for half a, half a season of 300 pounds, I just couldn't afford it. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I wasn't in a great job. But at the same time, I was everywhere with Rangers to the 60s to 84. I went to Germany. After that, I went to every European away game right through. I knew I was a Rangers member. I could get into the games when nobody was showing up, by the way, all this. We followed them through thick and thin. Who are you kidding? I seen Rangers when David Cooper was there and made 12,000 again. It's not for everyone, anyone. You know, it's really not. I've, it really saddened me the way Rangers is going. They're all shouting, we want new supporters coming in. How can a new supporter get in when you've got two years waiting with for a season ticket? Yeah. You go to a MyGirls member, buy 18 strips a year at a cash <laughs> store before you get a point or something. You know what I mean? It's just not right, Martin. Yeah, no, listen, I, I 100% agree with you. I've never been a fan of the MyGers thing. Um, probably because I'm I'm a person who doesn't have a lot of money. I can't afford to buy all these different types of things. I just yeah, right. genuinely don't have the cash. So that then means, that obviously, I'm limited in what I can go and watch Rangers in. So, listen, I completely agree with you. I just think, unfortunately, it's something that we're just... I, and I hope you know understand what I mean when I say this. It's something that we're just going to have to accept because it's not going to change. I see. I see a lot of people wanting. I know that, but I just wanted to make a wee point. I feel no, disgusted no, no, no. on the TV that Celtic supporters get tickets for a game, and yeah, I get I that up when I you look at it on the computer. My dear's fans giving priority. No. I, th- I think I see a lot of people advocating for the th- return of the travel club. In any game, I'll just be buying sausages and pies. I'll always be a bear. I mean, I go to the Bristol Bar. I used to go in the Mermaid Bus. I ran the, I was on the, I found a member of the still Loyal on that. I just, I'm, I'm getting a wee bit disgusted. But everybody and anybody, forget the Rangers supporters, that's what it is. Aye. Forget the, the old bears. Simple as that. Sorry, bye, Martin. I've enjoyed, I enjoy watching your shows, by the way. Thanks, Fred. He's a man of the best, apart from care. I mean, he's, Bloody hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> we agree. We agree. He's got great, great ideas about Rangers. I must admit. At least somebody <laughs> said it. <laughs> Thanks very Thanks much. Thanks very much. Cheers. We, I, I see a lot of people advocating for the return of the old European Travel Club, and it's never going to happen. But I do feel sorry because I, I think the, these guys that were members of the old European Travel Club and went everywhere and built up the points over the course of a number of years. They're the guys and, and girls that I do feel sorry for because um, I think they, they were the ones that sort of lost out um, when, it's, when it was shuffled into my jars and it was, you know, they were shuffled into the pack. 
Um, they're the ones that I, I do real, really feel sorry for, um, but unfortunately, it's not going to come back. And, you know, Carol made, made the point there about it's not about the old Rangers Bears anymore. I think he's right. It's, it's not necessarily. Um, Rangers, like most football clubs, are realising that their fans are consumers and they're treating us, they're treating us as such. Business. Exactly, they're, they're treating us as such. And, and there needs to be a there, sorry, Martin, there needs to be a balance. We need we need yeah. as supporters. We want you know the, you know the Bears should be number one. The Rangers supporters should be number one. But in truth, the reality is, if we want Rangers to be successful on the park and compete domestically and in Europe, then we're, we need money, and we and we'll get money by going to the consumers, the fans, and getting money off them for straps and season tickets and. You know, or everything else that you can get. That's that's just the reality of modern football. The, the thing though, care and Alan hits a nail on the head. We need money for this. We need money for that. Every football club now needs money for this yeah. and money for that. Yeah. Football, and not from a consumer, not from us, but from actually running a football club now. The money in football is killing football, right? The wages yeah, that yeah. you have to pay. And I'm not even talking about England, right? Because that's a completely different discussion. The money yeah. down there. It's, it's, prob it's probably England, and maybe this is completely wrong, but the money in England for me is what's killing football, right? That's The money down there is just absolutely rid ridiculous. But I think now, and it's not just because of what happened to us in 2012, every football club now is a business. It's not run by a supporter anymore. No, and I think, if you look back, Martin, I mean... Something says to you a good few years ago, if you win the lottery, what would you do? And a lot of people would say, I'd invest in my football team, but even the hardened fan nowadays would probably say, I'm not investing in my team because I'll never get that money back. Yeah. I think that's the way football is. And like Alan said, used to be the season ticket money, you would think, I'll go and get some players, but that's not enough anymore. And it's because of players' wage demands and agent fees and everything else that comes in. It? So the money that the fans generate in the club, it only goes a small distance and, and I think when you mentioned England, the TV the money they get they get is disgusting, but that's not the club's fault. That's just the way English football is and it's not always going to be there one day it will go away and a lot I of the clubs will a lot of the clubs will struggle and mm -hmm. it's just unfortunately up in Scotland we can't get away with it. But as you know, English uh, not just England, but you look at Barcelona. I mean, they're having, they're not paying players money, but they're still bringing players in. Still buying them. <laughs> I know. So it's not just, it's everywhere, like top level, yeah. bottom level. And it's not even like, you can't even say anymore the richer clubs get richer and the smaller ones get poorer because some of the, some of the rich clubs aren't even as rich anymore. So mm -hmm. I think there's going to be a point where the players are going to have to say, you're going to have to say to players, there's no more money. I mean, Liverpool broke their base structure and it's the first time they've done it for a lot of years. And I think, the money is in the football is a joke, to be honest with you. And we all love football, but money is a joke with some players get. And I'm not even talking about Scottish football, just basic, basically in England. But I think it's a joke. But as for, as for Rangers, I think the fans, we want to go, we want to, we want to invest, we want a club to win. But Rangers look at us and say, right, I mean, Alan's bang on right earlier on. We said membership, premiership clubs have had these for years. So Rangers mm -hmm. saw it and said, we'll do it. And you've got guys over in Canada buying it, guys in Ireland, cans and guys in America all over the world, but guys here, I mean, I've got my just points, my son's got them, but my son's got no more, more uh, less points than me, but buy all our tickets together, so I don't know what the difference is, I know people lost points because they took it for five years to three years, and all difference, it's, not, it's never going to be fair, no matter what system they bring in, folk are always going to complain. Can, Alan, can I, just, can I just make mm -hmm. the point, or can I just ask you, um, taking that away from us, from the supporters, right, who might think that this is wrong, 
and it's not fair. And, and I don't know the ins and outs of managers because I can't go into all that, right? I don't have the money for that. Um, but can we not also turn around and try and put our business heads on? And as, and I'm probably might get some crap for this in the comments, but James Bisgrove's just doing his job. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Um, as if you know, if we remove the fact that we're football fans first and foremost and Rangers supporters first and foremost, he's doing his job, he's getting money into the business. A, mm -hmm. a successful business needs money. Um, if it's not a successful business, it's not, um, you know, it's it doesn't have money, it's laying off employees, it's a whole disastrous thing, which we know more than far too much about as Rangers supporters. Um, you know, it's so he is doing his job. You know, the team's been successful in the park. That starts with getting money into the into the bank. Um, but you know, these guys are not stupid. They know how to do their job. They know that, you know, they they play on fan loyalty. I mean, if if you go to if you go to Tesco and you get crap customer service or any supermarket and get crap customer service and you get supermarkets are available <laughs> and you get humiliated and you don't get the product that you think you're buying but you're paying top dollar for it, you go to another supermarket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you those Motherwell fans last night would have been absolutely humiliated by their football club. I know one, I know two from my work actually that weren't humiliated by their football club. But they'll be going to the game at the weekend, they'll still be going yeah. to support Motherwell. Football fans take advantage did of club, many, football take adva advantage of club loyalty. Did that many people go and support Motherwell? Really? I know, I know. I was surprised when they both said they were going actually. Mm. <laughs> I was asking, I was I thought they, I thought they were members of a supporters club for a minute. Uh, was that the only two Motherwell supporters that were going? Um no, I don't want to trash Motherwell. I really do. Um for those of you who used to watch and listen to my Patreon stuff, you'll know my feelings on Motherwell. Somebody phrased to me, uh, I think it was this morning. Somebody, my mates texted me and said, If only Motherwell played in Europe, like they play against us, they might I get through. But that's another discussion. <laughs> somebody, somebody put online as well the congratulations to Celtic for lasting longer than Europe and Motherwell. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um, it's, it's, it's an ongoing discussion that we could sit and talk about for hours. Um, but if, the, if this is the route that the club want to take, then this is the route the club are taking. And, I'm not saying that we just have to accept it, but I think we have to be realistic and understand why the club are doing it. And as much as I don't really know much about the whole Majors thing, but, you know, you listen to Carol and he, he just wants to go and watch his team. And unfortunately, because of the situation, he can't. And there's going to be thousands and thousands of fans like that. And then, Ker, you take it on the discussion of, you know, there's a two-year, three-year, four-year waiting list for Ibrooks. you know. Um, there's 40... Is it 41,000 season ticket holders? I think I, we've got 41, 40, 41, 42. Um, we only hold 50. So we want to expand the stadium. But as as CGM put in the comments, Kern, as you probably know, Liverpool are adding 7,000 7, seats and it's costing them 80 million. Yeah. Yeah, that's everything up in price. And it's, I don't know if we'll expand our stadium. I think it'll be a lot, a lot of money to do that. And, I mean, the fans will all go, but the fans only go, I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of fans only go because they're successful. Majority of fans go every week, but some fans just jump on a bandwagon at times. I don't think there's a lot of Rangers fans do that, but there will be some. Because I remember going to Ibrox in the 80s when it was getting, they were putting the seats in the first time, and uh, Carol was right. I was at a game midweek, and there was only maybe 13, 14,000 there. There's also at a game at Cammy Fraser, stuck the Vicky up at the, I'm sure it was the, the I'm sure it was the, uh, the Govan, 
but I could be wrong there. But I remember way back then is you could walk in and sit in the yellow seats, orange seats, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever seats you wanted, and it was. And I had a season like it in the enclosure, but sometimes I go in one co, we could see that in the governor. So, but then then soon as came in and the season ticket thing just exploded because everybody thought. We've got us manager, we've got, we're getting bigger players, so it attracts bigger, so it's just the same. The only thing I'll say about Castor is, I think they're still missing a trick. I don't think they sell enough junk. Yeah. I don't mean mm. I don't mean that in their strip base, because they sell everything the sun strip-wise, but I don't, think they, I don't think they sell enough for kids. As mm-hmm. in, just things that kids are going to oh, shop, maybe buy for, for like £5, yeah. £2, pencil mm-hmm. case, you just, just stuff like that. I think everything's aimed at adults, because the money... Is the adults will spend it, but if you look at Castlewood Rangers, Castlewood Villa, Newcastle, whoever else they've got, the prices are all different, but the material is still the same. So, we're looking at different fan bases and seeing who spends the most here. They will put their shirts, or anthem jackets, whatever, up a couple of pounds because no one make more money off that support than do that support. I know, but look, we're 35 minutes in, the season starts tomorrow. Will we talk about the football? I go then. Shall we talk about the football? We'll, and then we, after- might, we might as well. After yep. we've spoken about the football, we'll come back to Katic, Middleton and Ryan Kent. Who who put the comment up, can we talk about the football? I saw it, man. I go, who was it? Um, oh, well, I, well, I was looking for it. Um, of course, it's a phone-in, folks. 01416287237. Please do get your calls in. If you want, you can, and if you want to go back and talk about the stadium, we'll talk about the stadium. You phone in, you're the boss. Um, whatever you want to talk about. We shall talk about it. Was M Family Channel? Yeah, I was just going to say M Family Channel. You want to talk about the football? Feel free, pick up the phone. Pick come up talk, the phone. Come and, talk, come and talk to us about the football. Tell you, you're you're heading for a job in radio. Um, I'm telling you, you're <laughs> heading for a job in radio. Right, <laughs> got a face for radio. The football's back tomorrow, Alan. We are away at Livingston, twelve o'clock kickoff. There will be a preview at eleven o'clock. Of course, there will be. There'll be a pre-match when the teams are announced. Are you buzzing, Alan? Are you happy? Oh, I can't even wait. I can't even wait. Honestly, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't think I'll sleep tonight. Really, don't think I'll sleep tonight. Um, it's it's a fairly local game for me, um, so it will be. It's it's going to be good to good to get back to the football. Good to get back in the supporters' bus uh, with the people that I've not really seen since the Scottish Cup final. Um, it'll be even better next week to get back to Ibrox with everybody. Um, on the, on the supporters bus, but they, they kind that's the kind of thing you look forward to. You look forward to going to the game with your pal and your pals, and you know moaning about it when it doesn't go right, and being happy when it goes uh, when it does go right, and you know even when you win, you moan about it sometimes. Um, I just it's just it's brilliant. It's, there's no feeling like it. I really can't describe it. Um, can't, I just can't wait to get up tomorrow morning and you know put a match put a match t- day ticket in my back pocket and head along. Head along. I know it sounds it sounds as if we haven't done it for ages, and I've been here some of the preseason friendlies, but <laughs> it's just not the same. But no, yeah, Brian Hundo on Facebook's put, and I think it'll be five 0 Rangers, right? Now, before we come to predictions and starting lineups or whatever, let's let's quickly discuss the game, shall we? Um, obviously, we're, we're, we're not psychics; we don't know how it's going to turn out. Um, Livingston can be tricky at home on that horrible, terrible. Shouldn't be allowed in the top league pitch. It's the first game of the season. There's going to be rust on both sides. I've got no doubt um, that David Martindale has probably brought in about 460 new players because he's probably had to replace his full squad. So if you add all that in, you never know what you're going to get off of Livingston. 
Yeah, but I think when Livingston I like, they'll book for the game. They'll do what Livingston do. Martin Midday will have them sorted to come out of play against Rangers. They'll probably sit in and will hit us in the counter with the boy Bruce Anderson up top who can put the ball away. And it's just going one of the games. I think if we just go there, play our own game, we should win. But we said that before going to Livingston. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going tomorrow because I'm going to bet McDermott Park. So I'll watch the first 30 odd minutes and have to leave. So I'm not even. I want to tell everybody why you'll be at McDermott Park so you don't sound like a. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell anybody why we're I'm actually working out uh, Alan and Martin. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a very good answer. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not working on. You, you can't say I'm not working. I'm not working. It's just I'll not be at uh, Amonville. Can you believe that William Robbins just tried to phone me? Why did not just phone the phone in? I tell you, that goes to prove that, that William Irwin doesn't watch the podcast. And of course, as, as many people who regularly watch know, William Irwin is our uh, Rangers youth expert who knows absolutely everything and who me and him are going to the, the B-team game tomorrow in Cumbernauld against Cumbernauld uh, Colts at Broadwood Stadium. Um, so if anybody after the Rangers game fans is going to watch the B-team, then you know where to go, head along to Broadwood. Support the B team. Um, yeah, but Alan, it's, it's strange, right? Because Livingston normally at the start of the season are really poor because they have literally normally had to change their full team because that's the way it works with Livingston. They don't have a lot of money. So they, they give players one-year contracts, they run out, they bring in new players. That's how they, they do business. So they normally start off the season poor. But going to Livingston first game of the season, Gives me the fear a wee bit. I don't know if that's just the old pessimistic blue nose coming in. Um, yeah, there is always that wee bit of, of, of fear in the first game of the season when you're away from home um, because there is a, there's a degree unknown, certainly for the supporters, I would think. Uh, you know, Van Bronckhorst and his team will have done his homework as best they can because um, Livingston have played competitive football this season, so he has had a chance to watch them. Um, so... You know, he'll have sent his team out to watch him. He'll have watched them himself. He'll be as prepared as he can be. Um, but there is that. There's there's always that unknown. I mean, how many times do we see um, see somebody getting beat at the start of the season? You know, be it us or them or one of the top teams in England. They go to one of these away games that should be fairly straightforward first game of the season, and there's a wee upset. Um, it does happen. It, it does happen. Um, so thanks, Martin. You've just ruined my buzz. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all I can think now, all I can think now is um, Dick Advocates first league game in charge when we went to Tynecastle and get beat. That's all I can think. So cheers, mate. Thanks. Right. Well, do you know what? I'll, I'll actually quickly run you through um, Livingston's results in the League Cup group stages. Right. The first game was against Derby Rovers that they won three two away from home. Then they get beat at home off the Inverness two one, but they had a red card in that one. They then, and this is at Livingston are a, a premiership team, but they went away to Cove Rangers and won 2-1. That wouldn't have been an easy game. And they also got a man sent off in that. That's interesting. They then beat Kelty Hearts 2-0 at home. So the League Cup campaign, and I haven't been able to judge by that because I haven't paid any attention in the League Cup. All I know is that Hibs are out and that's hilarious. Um, I don't even know if they qualified for that group looking at the results because you can never tell. Um, but picking up a couple of red cards, Kier, does that tell you anything about you know, they might be a bit more physical, a bit more in your face. It does. It's, that's the way they play. They've got a few, I mean, they've still got, I think they've still got the same kind of players that are back. Fitzwater's still there, aren't they? And Obelai's still there. So, mm-hmm. and they've still got the same keeper as well, haven't they? Is he still there? So, and they've still got, obviously, Holt and 
Anderson, a couple other boys have had. I know a few is left for last season, the players on loan, but still got the majority of the team for last season. It'll be, it'll be a difficult game. Always a difficult game since Livingston. Livingston don't really give us anything. And give anybody anything. They play the same way against everybody, but being us, them, or St. Martin. Do you know what I mean? So we're Livingston play, Martin. They just wants to win. But on our day, we should beat them. I mean, there's no doubt they say we shouldn't beat them because we should. Because we're a better footballing team if we get better players. But you just never know. It's always the back of mind. So I remember going to Livingston a few years ago and they beat us 1 0. I can't remember the boy who scored, but they beat us 1 0. I think Gerard. I think that was Jedi's first season when City came in. Mm-hmm. Let me some beaters there. So it's not the best place to go. I don't really like I mean, we'll have to say it's one of the places where you can park in the car park and take you for a bit of good. You can go into the old day just for something better to watch. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, and it's not the best place to get into, hint it, no. But, Holy manga. Holy manga. Aye. But no, I think Rangers should win. And I think the only thing I'm, I just hope they don't have an eye on. Tuesday, I think we should go out concentrate in the morning, get the three points, and then look forward to Tuesday because I think that's, we have to do this. Is when the season starts, and you don't want to start the season with a draw or defeat. You have to go out and win your first game, and that's that's putting I'm not saying it's putting to down to see that so it's Pete Livingston, but so it's struggled there last season. So if you can go there and win, I'm not saying comfortably, but one well enough, I think that'll be a marker put down and say we're comfortable coming here because we have struggled at times. Especially in a bit of a bogey team for both Rangers and, and that other team. Um, but see, James saying um, on our day, steady care, we should be able to beat Livingston every day of the week and twice on a Saturday. Now, I'm not even going to let you come back on that, Ken. I'm just going to let that sit there and prove how wrong <laughs> the argument was, right? CGM's just done you a peach. Um, you want to come back on that, Ken? No, that's fine. <laughs> oh, he's raging. <laughs> uh, the, uh, last thing on Livingston before we touch on Rangers, Alan David Martindale um, gets a lot of plaudits for the job that he does at Livingston. He's been there a few years now, and he knows how to get a team to make uh, build a team to make it difficult. Yeah, he does. You know, he's he, that, that's what he's good at. He's and he, he likes a tough player as well. Um, that's why I expect a wee bit of physical game tomorrow. Um, but David Martin, he's, he's got a bit of a tough reputation, apart from when people are throwing snowballs in the pitch. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it doesn't like that too much. Um, but he's, you know, yeah, he, he's got a lot of plaudits, and quite rightly so. Um, you know, because he's never really had a great career in football, and um, suddenly he's manager at a top flight club in Scotland, um, and he's done well with them, you know. and you know, a lot of people might disagree with that, but keeping Livingston in this in this league for so long um, is doing well because they're, yeah. they're not a big club. They've not got a lot of money. They can't really bring in players and keep them for three or four years um, and build a team. He's got to be changing things every year. Um, so, and the thing I, I know that Avondale is not a great place to go is as a stadium. Um, the pitch is absolutely horrendous, but the good thing about it is that you know Rangers supporters will fill up three quarters of that stadium tomorrow. Um, hopefully the sun will come out a wee bit and the place will be absolutely rocking um, even if the sun doesn't come out I don't think I think the place will be rocking so um, that'll, you know that'll benefit, that'll benefit us the, the players will come out and see that and hear us and, and just know that and those those guys that have just come into the club and uh, particularly the, the non-UK the guys that were based in the UK who might not know a great still don't know a great deal about Rangers or Scottish football you know they'll hear that and they'll see that and, and see your away support and be blown away by it so um, right. I've got that buzz back, right? Don't mention getting beat because I've got that. I've just gave myself that buzz back. <laughs> we're going to win the morning. We're going to win comfortably. Before I come to that, 
Um, if you want to get, if you want to have your say on the game tomorrow, oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven. If you want to have your say on anything at all, it's oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven. We're going to park that for two minutes um, because as channel member Andy has put, um, it's official now. Glenn Middleton has just signed for Dundee United. Now, obviously, I've not been able to check Twitter or anything, so I don't know if the fee has been announced. I don't even know what the fee is, um, Care, But firstly, for Glenn, good move. Good move. Glenn just needs to go somewhere where he can get games and where a manager can put trust in him again. He can put trust in the team. And we need to, we need to, we need to start getting players off our wage. But yeah. like, we're not even using them. I mean, I mean, there's guys that are going to be sitting a lot of the season and then, and then maybe in the bench or whatever, but Middleton's even... You've been out in the last two or, three, two or three seasons, so it's a good move for Glenn United and a decent club to go and play for. I mean, he was in and out of St. Johnson team last season, but I think he'll do well with Jack Rossi. And I don't think we'll get a lot from Martin, to be honest with you, but it's just getting him off the wage ball into it and getting him... Just for him, it's a new start for Glenn, so... Good luck to him because he never ever let Rangers down. I know, I know a lot of folk probably saying he wasn't good enough to be fair, but when he came on, he tried, didn't he? As long as long as he's not taking a place away from my wee brother, that's you know what I mean. I was, going, I was just about to actually say that, but <laughs> you don't know. Um, obviously, an undisclosed fee. Of course, well, everything's an undisclosed. I'm just, yeah. Well, I'm just, uh, I'm just looking at that two point three million. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Installments over the next thirty-five years. Yeah, uh, Alan, it's it's one of those ones. Glenn came to the club at a young age, but not too young. I think he was like seventeen or something when we signed him, maybe eighteen. Um, there was a lot of hype about him. He was the next big thing. I think we got him from Norwich, mm-hmm. um, but it just never worked for him, did it? Never and why worked. did it not work for him? Um, I genuinely just don't think he was good enough. Um, that's not to say he wasn't a good player. Um, we, we saw that at times that there was a bit of a player there, but he just he was never going to be able to do it consistently for Rangers. He, you know, we, we obviously thought he was going to come in and develop. Yeah. He probably has developed, but yeah, he probably has a better player than what he was. What are you drinking? <laughs> Believe it or not, right? And this is true. And up, God, this is true. That is diluting just. <laughs> That's what you're thinking. What I are you asked, holding? I asked, I, I asked my beautiful partner if she could get me some juice, and I think she's gave me that just to take the piss. <laughs> it worked. No. And oh, the only thing you're missing there's a pinky. The fact that I've drank all that, you know, taking the piss, she definitely has. <laughs> um, so sorry, Alan, carry on before I disrupted you with my big massive. I call that, by the way, that's an Elaine glass. Oh, yeah. So I, I, can't, I actually can't remember what I was saying. What were we talking about? Oh, <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Middleton. <laughs> Glenn Middleton. Glenn Middleton's probably never drank at a glass that size. Um, I don't think Glenn, I think Glenn Middleton could fit in that glass. <laughs> um, yeah, it just for me, it just it wasn't good enough. It wasn't going to hold down a first team place. Um, and it's one of the ones when he goes. Good luck to him, but no good luck to him. Good luck to him for his career because he's, yes. he's, you know, he's, he's represented Rangers. But I hope he has an absolute stinker at Dundee United. Um, I hope he goes on and does well, just not against us. Exactly. Like you say, Martin yeah. Derek here said you're only drinking that glass because you've not done your dishes, and I think he's spot on. <laughs> oh yes, he's spot on. I've not done my dishes, but that was the glass I was given. So yeah, as uh, it chip flavoured juice, CGM. Come on. Come on, chip flavour just right. Okay. Um well it's sad to see a young promising player not fulfill his potential. Um, but I'm glad that he's still at 
you know, I, when I say decent club, I mean position in the table. Um, mm-hmm. That's the only thing decent about that club, which I probably shouldn't say, should I? No. But there you go. Um, no, when you've got, no, when you've got relations, yeah, Martin. Yeah, sorry, bro. Tone it, tone it down a bit. Sorry. Uh, fa- Dundee United, fantastic football <laughs> <clears throat> Absolutely fantastic football club. Um, aye, so back. And by the way, if you want to have, uh, if you want to phone in and have your say up on Dundee United, it's all If you're watching just now, thank you very much. Please do like and subscribe. The likes are so so important. That's what helps share the video across YouTube. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, thank you. Like and follow. I think it's follow on YouTube. I'm terrible with YouTube. And if you're watching on Twitter, give us a retweet, a like, and of course get your comments in as well. And if you want to become a member and help us on our journey to becoming a media partner with Rangers, then please do join as a member now. Pick the tier that suits yourself. And we now do have an official sponsor for the Rabble. Um, I'm sure many of you have heard of Kitbag UK. They do plenty of different types of sportswear. You've got NFL, you've got soccer, football. Um, you've got oh, hundreds of stuff, baseball. Um, there's a code in the description. Um, they give you daily deals with that code. Sometimes it's free shipping, sometimes it's 15, 20, 25% off. And if you use that code, you are also helping to support the rabble as well. So thank you very much for that. It's good to get a sponsor on board. Makes me feel professional, you know. Um, but yeah, so Kitbag UK, go and check them out. Use the link in the description. And if you fancy buying something, use that link and you're helping to support the rabble. Right, back to tomorrow's game. And if you want to phone in about tomorrow's game, you can, 01416287237. Because of that pitch, care. Yeah. That cannot make Gio double-check, double double-think, overthink his team. It shouldn't, it shouldn't unless some of the players have told him, and I know some of the players don't like Asher Tough or the surface will bring up injuries are whatever but it shouldn't but I would hopefully we start with John McLaughlin and goals just because he's better with the ball at his feet and Al McGregor and I think we need that tomorrow because I don't think we can trust McGregor but Alan's been a legend at clubs so I want to slag him too much but I hopefully he goes with John McLaughlin the while are we just supposed to see ah there you go we could we could only see your eyes there Kerr sorry <laughs> I don't know what was what, what was going on. I starting like you're going to put this laptop in there because all these boxes in here. I'm not moving them. I'm not moving them because they're too heavy. Only you know, wife can lift them. I can't. You notice how when you give care just a little tiny bit of criticism, he just jumps right down your throat. I just have a rash, Martin Muller. there you go. You don't want to be in the same Marlon. He's quite aggressive. Um, do you know what? Let's do it. Let's do starting lineups, shall we? If you want to phone in and get your starting lineup, it's 0141 in fact, before that, is there a bit of breaking news, Al? There appears to be, um, I'm just waiting on confirmation, um, but it would appear CTM have cancelled the day trip for Tuesday. Um, for anybody going to Belgium with CTM, I'm just, I'm not entirely sure if that's Rangers' official partner for Tuesday or no. Um, I'm just waiting on confirmation for that. But anybody that was applying for the day trip will have seen that it was um, the official Rangers' day trip, £700, pound, um, which is absolutely incredible. Um, for a day trip, but um, you know, the, certainly the, the CTM one's been cancelled, and I'm just waiting for confirmation if that's the Rangers official carrier or not. Um, but if anybody has booked that, um, I would encourage you to go and check your emails, yeah, and, 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 and start start looking at alternative arrangements. 
Yeah, it's quite short notice, that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Shocking. Yeah, oh. the, the prices of flights now will be absolutely astronomical. Oh, and do you know what? Some some of some of your flight operators will probably be seeing that as well and putting and thinking to yourself, oh, "Your booty, we can make even the money off of this." Um, so hopefully everybody gets sorted. Um, but if you have booked um, a day trip of some sort, um, I would go and check your emails um, and just confirm whether or not yours are still on. Yeah. Okay, folks, get folded in over on 416-287-237. Right, Alan, tomorrow, starting lineup. Give me your starting lineup. Um, I'm going to go McGregor in goals. I'm going to be that guy. Um, I think he's going to get the first opportunity to be the number one. Um, we'll see Barisic at left back, Tav at right back. Uh, Centre backs will be Goldson and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a million dollar question. Then I into is it going to be John Suter? Is it going to be Jamie Sands? Um, I don't know if Davies what Davies fitness is like, so I don't know if it will be him or not. Um, I personally think it's going to be John Suter. I think he's he's been playing that position pre-season. I think he's going to stick with him. I know that's no ideal on that pitch, but you know he's a professional footballer. He should be able to play in their these these surfaces. Um, going into the middle, you know, we've got options, haven't we? That's that's quite strange. Other <laughs> options are um, Kamara. I really don't know. You're, you're putting me on the spot. You're asking me a difficult question. Kamara Lundstrom. Um, Kamara Lundstrom. Um, probably Lawrence playing through the middle, uh, playing, th- playing in that 10 role, uh, and then it'll be Kent, Cholak, and probably Scott Wright. Yeah, I was, I was actually thinking along those same lines because obviously, um, Kerr Matondo isn't going to be fit, he's, he's possibly back on Tuesday. That's yeah. a bit of a blow because that was the of all the positions that we've brought new faces into, we've, we've brought new players in. The one position that most of us were begging for was a right winger. We get that right winger. He's looked amazing in pre-season and he's injured. Yeah, I mean, it's just unfortunate for the lad, but with the pace he's got, these things happen. He's always got, he's going to maybe, hopefully he's not prone to hamstring issues. But a lot of people who run that fast seem to have these issues, but I'm going to play him tomorrow if it's sniggling because I can make it worse on that part, so I'd rather have him there for Tuesday. But Scott Wright, he probably will play, but I don't know if we even stick Lawrence out there and play. Is Scott Wright not showed a wee bit in pre-season? He, he's probably done enough to say he's a squad player, but I, I just don't think he's good enough, and that's just my opinion. You can probably shoot me down, but I just don't think he's good enough. I, I think we need better. I think we need better than Scott Wright. Uh, right, and okay. I would I would probably go with maybe Lawrence out there and play. I don't know if we start with Tillman, but but we play Tillman's a ten. I don't know. But you know, I would I would start McLaughlin and start McGregor. I I, would, I didn't want McGregor to say a new deal, so I wouldn't start McGregor. Right. Well, before you carry on, we do have another call that's came in. Caller ending eight three eight. Thank you for phoning. How you doing? No bad man. How you doing yourself? I am not too bad. Who's that? Uh, online, I'm getting known as Blue Shadow. Blue Shadow, of course. I don't know why it hasn't saved my phone numbers, but there you go. Um, I hope you're not phoning to give one of my guys into trouble, Blue, for their, their, their predictions, their team predictions. Well, the main question I've got for you, Blue, is very interested to see that you're both going for right on the right hand side on the wing. I was wondering if we could, if they might be thinking about playing Tillman out there. He's a big physical lad. Um, he, 
I know Matondo's got the pace and he's been brilliant all pre-season, but where the way Livingston are going to set up against us, I don't think there's going to be a lot of grass behind their defence, so, so Matondo wouldn't really have the grass to run into anyway. So Tillman might not be that bad, that bad an option and played more like a Hadji role. Well, just before I, I take that to the guys, can I just quickly say, Aaron Manderson, uh, thank you for becoming a member. Thank you for supporting the channel. Greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, Alan Tillman, that's an interesting one. Kind of somebody who's went under the radar a wee bit, actually, because he came in and I think he got a wee injury or, or something. And he, he didn't, uh, he didn't uh, come into the kind of first couple of pre-season games. But Tillman out in the right? Yeah, I think just because he came in a wee bit later in pre-season. Um, and I, I, that... It doesn't worry me, but it does mean that we don't really know, um, unless you watch German football, and in particular Bayern Munich's under-21s, where he's played the majority of his football, um, we don't really know what his best position is or, or you know, if he's capable of playing out wide right better than he is capable of playing through playing through that, um, that 10 role, which is what I think we've signed him for. Um, so it's, there's a little bit of unknown there. For, again, for us, Van Bronckhorst will have watched him for a couple of weeks now. He might know a wee bit better. Um, but I just think, you know, I think Kerr's point about Scott Wright being a squad player is absolutely right. Um, he's not going to be good enough and he's not going to be the first name on the team sheet every week. But he is good enough to be playing against the likes of Livingston. And this is why we have players like Scott Wright. And it's why the type that type of squad, that type of player is in our squad. Um, because we need players that can put in performances against your Livingstons and your well, so Ross County's of the world um, to give other people a rest that need a rest for the hard, hard running games. So, um, you know, if Scott Wright can't play at the Allenville against Livingston, then he shouldn't. We should just let him go. We should just get him, go and find a new club because he'll never be able to play anywhere. But I saw enough of Scott Wright last season coming off the bench. Certainly not, certainly maybe not starting. But I saw enough of Scott Wright um, to, to I think I trust him in that position to start against teams like Livingston. Tillman, I'd like to see him play first. I'd, I'd like to be a comfort, be comfortably two nothing up with half an hour to go and see Tillman come on and let, let's see, um, you know, what position suits him best before I start making predictions about Tillman starting in either one of those positions. Blue, would it would it worry you if Wright started tomorrow? Um, again, I mean, Wright, Wright's main weapon is his pace. I think Wright would be far more effective at Ibrox. And I think, and also as well, Wright's got a confidence problem. Got a, you know, he plays on confidence for me. So, um, as it, Almondale's a tight, Almondale's a tight wee, a tight wee pitch. So I think perhaps he might be better starting at, starting at Ibrox. With me, I say Tillman is his is main his main position is probably as a sort of number ten or or what they call it these days false nine or whatever you want to call it. Um, so whether or not you want, perhaps want to swap around and have Tillman in midfield and put Warrens on the right hand side because he's a bit pacier, I don't know. But um, I would prefer, I think I'd prefer to see Tillman start. How would how would you have um, if you were Geo? How would you be setting up tomorrow? And I, and I don't mean. Each player in each position. I mean, tactically, how how will be setting up the Mora for this game? I think it'll probably. I think it'll probably be a four-two-three-one. Yeah, and not not so much pace, but more intric- intricacy. I can't. Eat. I struggle to say that. I, th- I think it's, it's got. I think uh, with the way the with the way these uh, teams 
who sit quite deep against us. Uh, you want you want to play. I mean, if you saw that ball that, uh, for example, Lawrence put in against Spurs, they just chipped it over the back of the defence and Matondo ran it, ran into it. It's players that can put those clever little passes in or beat a player and and uh, create a bit of space for to, to slot a ball through. That those are the players that are going to beat these unlock these defences. Okay, I've blown hits the nail on the head for me there. I think in these games especially. And Alan mentioned Dingwall and uh, I was going to say Hamilton, but they've not been in the league now for a couple of years. Um, Tom Lawrence, I think Kerr is going to be one of the most important players we've signed this season for those type of games. Yeah, I think he'll be the bottom player all season. If you remember, I phoned you too when I was out for my daughter's birthday, remember, and said yeah. he's more Lawrence would be the best signing. So he's experienced, he's only 28, he's been about English football at different levels and he was at Derby at a very difficult time and he was at, they were unlucky to go down. If it wasn't for the points, they probably stayed up. The point deduction, I think Tom Lawrence for a free transfer is a phenomenal sign and I think he'll prove it this season how good a player he is. But there's a lot of argument. I mean, I don't dislike Scott Wright as a player, but I just think we need better. And I know he done okay last season in a few games. But I just think we need better, and that, and that includes games against Livingston. I just think we need better, but I take Alan's point. If he's not good enough to play in Livingston, they shouldn't be there, and they probably is good enough. But I just think, as a Rangers, Rangers squad, we need better, but sometimes you can't have everything you want. Before I let you go, Blue, give me a prediction for tomorrow. And and a first goal scorer. You know I like a first goal scorer. Uh, I would say 3-0 three, three to the Rangers, and I'll say Tom Lawrence. Tom Moore, that's probably, probably everybody's favourite bet tomorrow. Uh, I, think I, I, I might go 3-0 in Scott, right? <laughs> 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 Blue, thank you so much for the call, buddy. I appreciate that. No problem. Could I say, can some other people get, come on, pick up your phone, guys, and phone in? Otherwise, there'll not be a phone in. Exactly. There you go. That's a threat that I was never going to make myself, Blue. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers, then. Take care, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Um, and before I come to both of you, Jim Sloan, new member. Thank you so much, Jim. Very, very, very much appreciate it. Welcome to the Rabble community. And you know, see the more members we get, I think we'll start doing like we, um, I was going to say movie nights, but that sounds quite creepy. You know, I appear <laughs> with the guys for the Rabble on our members page. And so will you be sat by that glass when you're watching a movie? I was, I, I was thinking the first movie we could do is Pretty Woman. I'm busy that night. You busy that night? <laughs> um, I'm busy, with Alan. He's going to watch Pretty Women on your own. Aren't you? <laughs> the the centre back thing actually is is quite interesting. Because, You'll not get any of them watching Pretty Women either. <laughs> it's, it's the centre all way a minute, and we've got David Christie as well, who's now joined as a member. The members are flooding in. Thank you very, very much. Thank you very, very much, David. The centre back thing's interesting, care because. I think tomorrow, personally, John Shooter starts for his experience, the amount of games he's played in Scotland, the amount of times he's played at Livingston. Um, but there's a lot of people calling for Sands. James Sands has never let Rangers down. He's a good, he's a good footballer. But he's, he's another player that doesn't stand out. He keeps saying simple. He just gets home with his game. He does what he's supposed to do. And that's that. And I think people have realised he's no as fancy Dan. He's not going to stand out in games, but he, he does enough in a part to think to yourself, 
he's actually a decent player and he's a decent player James Sands I don't know if he'll sign him because I think 5 million is a lot of money I don't uh, but I think he is good enough and I think Gio seems to like him by all accounts so I do think Suter will start but it'll be interesting to see when Ben Davis is fit who he goes with because Ben's a very good footballer as well and John might be a bit more physical but Ben's probably more technical technical aye did, did I just outwit you in, f- in football chat there, Kia? You did, I. What's going on? What is going on? <laughs> that's going to hurt you more than any slagging ever. Nah, that's fine. That's fine. You're, get, <laughs> you're getting used to it now, Martin. Right, so, Al, 12, 12 o'clock, first game. We are the first game of the new season, which is strange because it's normally the person that wins the league that's the first game, is it not? Maybe it's not, I don't know. Um, but we are the first game. This is a chance, I suppose, for... Some new signings, some players who have been there a while, they come out and stamp their authority on that team and it's a chance for Rangers as a club to put a marker down, isn't it? It's, it's a fresh start for all the players, isn't it? Um, everybody that, that was there last season will want to build on the success they had. The people that think they should have done better last season will want to. Will, will feel like this is an opportunity to do that and prove they should be at Rangers. And everybody that's just signed, they'll, they'll want to, you know, they'll no want to make um, have any regrets about coming to Rangers or have, you know, make Rangers have any regrets about signing them. So, yeah, fresh start, big opportunity for anybody to stamp their name all over this team. There's no, I've seen it a couple of times. There's nobody in that entire squad that has got a God-given right to be the first name on the team sheet or on the team sheet every week. You're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to earn for it. Earn it. Um, so yeah, great opportunity. It's it's that exciting, that excitement. You know, first game of the season, excitement. The players must have that yeah. as well. The players must know the opportunity that lies ahead for them this season. Um, you know, we have. It's going to be a, a fight this season. You know, we 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 obviously ran away with the league a couple of years ago last season. Um, you know, as as the as after that our stumbling block, and it was clear we were progressing in Europe. Um, we never really re-challenged for the title. Celtic never really dropped enough points for us to re-challenge for the title after that. But I think right for the get-go this season, it's going to be a real battle. It's going to be a real fight. It's going to be a real scrap. So the players are going to have to be up for it as well. It's going to be a tough, tough season. Do you know what? That brings me to the question that I've not missed. I haven't. I, I, I hate this question, Keir. I hate it so much. Don't ask it then. I don't want to <laughs> ask it. But it's one of those, you know, one of those dead media type questions that you always Aye. get. You a journalist asked it and you go, he's a prick. Right? But I'm going to ask it anyway. First game of the season or not, Kerr, it is a game that we cannot afford to drop points in. No, we can't. You might take, take maximum, maximum points every game, especially your first game. Especially with Tuesday ahead as well. But you might take, you might take maximum points for your first game. And it's, it's always been the same every season. I know... CJ, I think it was CJ mentioned it in the chat. We've lost the first games before in the league, but I don't think this. I think this season might be like Alan said. I think it's going to be tough at the top, and I don't think us all of them are going to lose many points. And I know last season there wasn't many points between the teams at the end, but I think it's going. It's not even going to come down to the games against them. It's going to come down to games against other folk. And mm-hmm. I think that's how we can afford to lose games like that against Ross County. We have to go. And I, and I know Europe was great last season. We were like 40 minutes, whatever, 45 minutes away from winning it, or if, whatever, but our penalty kick away from winning it, I should say, no, 45 minutes, but a penalty kick. But I think I have to, I have to focus on the league. 
uh, I know Europe's great, but I need I need to focus on the league because I want the league back, and I think I hope the team do that as well. Europe's great for money. Europe's great getting to a final. Losing the penalties wasn't it great, but I want the league back. I'm sorry, but I want the league first before anything else. And do you know, do you know what actually it leads me on to a point, Alan? And we could be here on night talking about this, right? And we will be if you keep phoning 01416287237. Um, for the new players that have come in, we are we are saying it. Everybody in the comments is saying it. This is a must-win game. It's the first game of the season for players that have come in. Maybe like a, a Matondo or a Lawrence or whatever. They've been at clubs where if we get a draw today, it's okay. If we get beat today, look, we've tried. We're still in with a shout of finishing fourteenth, thirteenth. They're they're now coming into a club where. It's the first game of the season and you're being told, by the way, we cannot go out there and drop points. We have to win. So psychologically as well for the new players, it's a big thing. Yeah, I think a lot of players won't be used to that. Like you said, there's you know, there's different expectations at different clubs. Um, there's very, very few clubs in the world that the fans expect you to win every game. Mm-hmm. Rangers, was, Rangers was one of them. Even down in England, you look at Man City and Liverpool in recent years, um, you know, their, their fans probably don't expect them to win every game. The odd loss isn't the end of the world as long as you're no losing ground on the other team. In Scotland, it's, it's a disaster. A, a, a loss in the league or drop points in the league is an absolute disaster. Those players are going to have to get used to that quickly. I hope um, when they came in their first day after signing, they've turned up at training, somebody's took them by the scruff of the neck, um, thrown them into a corner somewhere and told them exactly what Rangers, Rangers Football Club's all about. God rest his soul, we've not got Jamie Bell to do that anymore. Um, mm. Because <laughs> there's no mistake about it, he was the man. Mm. Um, so I don't know who fills that role. I don't know if there's somebody working at Auckland or somebody working at Ibrox that can do that. Of course, Van Bronckhorst and his team will have you know, relayed those messages, but there's nothing quite like getting a wee, uh, wee fired up Scotsman in your face telling mm. you exact, exactly what Rangers Football Club's all about. So... Hopefully somebody still managed to do that and these these players know and they've learned enough in the short time that they've been at the club already that there's high, high expectations. It is a, it is a heavy, heavy jersey. There's a lot of good players came to Rangers and not been able to wear the jersey. It's been too heavy for them. Um, so, you know, there's big expectations. Um, and I, know, I look, guess... Jim, Jimmy, was, Jimmy was so, so important to our football club. He was far more than just a kit man. He was... Like you say, when new players come in, he was the one that grabbed them and says, "Do you know who you've came? Do you know who you're playing for?" He was, he was so so vital, and he, and just because you mentioned him there, it's just kind of wolf came right into my head, and of course he'll be he'll be massively missed, and he'll be massively missed not just because he's a legendary club, and and even though most of us didn't get a chance to meet him, I didn't know him, you know, we loved Jimmy Bell, but for the new players coming in, he was that that stopgap. You know, he was that, that this is the football club you're now playing for. Come here, yeah. I, I tell you some stories, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Oof, heavy. Um, Alan, give me a prediction. 3 nothing. First goal scorer? Um, Change his mind now. Let's go Cholak. He's competitive debut. Kerr, actually, before I get you your prediction, and I apologise that I've now gave you plenty of time to think about it over Alan. Um, Cholak's probably somebody we should mention. It's probably going to be, it will be Kent, Wright, or A and other, and Cholak, because Cholak yeah. is the fit striker we've got. You might yeah. even play Sakala outright, we don't know. Um, obviously, a lot of pressure on Cholak coming in as the only striker. Um, but again, a big opportunity for him. 
I think it will be, and I think he's even in pre-season, and I'm not a fan of friendly games, because I just start iron out stuff and get players fit, but I think he looked enthusiastic, he was trying his best, especially against Spurs, uh, up against a lot of good footballers against Spurs, so I think he'll do well this season, for us. I, think he'll sc- I think he's going to score 15 to 20 goals this season, hopefully more, but I think he'll really do well for us this season, I think he's the type of guy that will suit the way we play, he's also the type of guy that suits Scottish football, so I'm looking forward to seeing him in the team, and as for tomorrow, I think we'll win 3-1. And I think the first goal scorer will be Kent. That's a, that's a no bad shout. Although, um, if it is Kent, it will be either a worldie or a tap-in. Because anything over four yards, he struggles with. So, um, yeah, that's a big thing he needs to improve on this season. Oh, and I think Livingston away, that ground, I think that's the perfect start for Tolak. I think that's his... his the way that we're going to have to play tomorrow, I think that's his game. Possibly. Um, it's, it's, he's not going to have a lot of room. We know Livingston are going to camp in um, and we know they're going to be physical. So, you know, if it is his game, then it's probably a good sign for us because that's how a lot of teams play against us, particularly at Ibrox. So if, if it is his game and it suits somebody who has a, an incredible game and gets a couple of goals, then I'm... Obviously, I'm going to be quite happy if he gets a couple of goals. But if, if it is the game that suits him, then I'll be quite happy. I think it'll be a good sign and, and have a good season for us. A lot of people predicting he's going to get 15, 20 goals, possibly. Well, um, I think the striker should be getting that minimum, let's be honest. It depends if they're starting or not, though. Yeah, well, um, of course, of course, of course. Uh, you know, if, if Cholak is going to be here to be the guy that comes off the bench to give Morelos a 10-minute rest at the end of every game, he's not going to get anywhere near that. No, no, no. Um, so um, it'll all depend on, on how often he starts and if he's going to be rotated with Morelos. Well, yeah, I just think tight pitch, the, the chasing that he does, the physicality of him, I think tomorrow is absolutely perfect for him. And, and well, let's see how it goes. Let's see if I'm right and let's see if people in the comments are right. Um, Nikola Katic, Alan, um, has, uh, Gio has uh, said today that he's looking for a new club. He is free to leave. I don't think it's any great surprise. Um, but again, does that then say that if if Katic leaves, we might look at bringing in another defender? Or do you think with... And people keep writing off Hollander. Don't write off Hollander, folks. Please don't. He's a fantastic defender. But are we okay in that area? And Katic, it's a shame, but just not cut the mustard. I think we'll be okay. Uh, we spoke about this on Monday night. Um for, for quite some time. Um, Katic, the, the injury ruined him. Uh, he's, he's Rangers career for me. If he never got injured, he probably would have been the centre-back pairing with Conor Goldson um, and the, the this you know the 55 season, last season and this season because that's what he was brought in to do. And there was glimpses there that he was capable of doing it and he was he was a good defender. But he got injured. We brought in, a, we brought in you know, players to replace him. Um, he went out alone last season. It didn't really work out for him. Gio just clearly doesn't fancy him, um, so he's going to be going. Um, but we're still we're still all right. We've got you know obviously Goldson's there. Goldson's going to start in the vast majority of games as long as he's fit. Davies and Suter are both there. Um, Leon King, I don't think we've loaned him out, have we? No, no, oh, we've yeah. no, no. Leon King's still there. Um, Jamie Sands can play centre back. John Lundstrom um, can come back in there if it's desperate. If uh, yeah, if you're really, really struggling, John Lundstrom can play centre back. Um, so I, I think we're all right for centre backs. I'm, I'm not going to panic. Um, 
I did think after we went off air on Monday night that we had that long conversation about centre backs and nobody ever mentioned Jack Simpson. Do you know what? <laughs> Again, Kerr, you know, I, I I haven't actually managed to see the press conference yet, right? I'm going to watch it a wee bit later on. Um, but he's mentioned Katic. Um, yeah. I'll come to you. I'll come to you for Katic in a minute, but I don't know if he was asked about Katic, and that's why he obviously said that. Um, but unless somebody asks him about something, I mean, it's it must be pretty common knowledge that if somebody comes in and says we'll take Jack Simpson for free, we're going to let him go. I think the problem with Simpson is he probably won a decent wage and he's got but he's still got two and a half, three years left in the deal. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult to get rid of players like that unless you pay them off and let them go. And we don't want to start paying players off either. But Simpson's not going to be anywhere near the first team. And he's not really played a lot of football even with Bournemouth before they came to us. So I think the best probably if he can get a deal and somebody take him for a fee, then you loan him out and take his wage, even take a hit on his wages and loan him out for the season and see if maybe an option to buy. But I have a and that never with any further because he failed to play a lot against first split. So Katic to me come in done really well. But he's never been the he's he run through a brick wall for you, but he's never been the best defender on the ground, has he? He's reminds me of when big uh, Avocat bought Colin Hendry. Great defender, big Colin, but on the ground he wasn't the best either and Avocat didn't like that. And that's how he wasn't at Rangers very long. And I think Katic is the same if he wanted to play out for the back, which a lot of teams do him. Like Connor Golson can hit 40 yard passes at times, but Katic struggles with four yards. So I think you can see he knows himself. I mean, he's built himself up. He's like a side of brick, as sure. you know. But, <laughs> but footballing wise, he's good in there. He's strong as an ox, but the ball at his feet, he struggles. So I think, as I gave him, said, with some players, we need better. And I think he's wanted to go Simpson or before Kelly. Probably one or two others because I think we need to trim the squad right down because I do think maybe we need to bring one or two in, but it probably will be loan because we don't know what's happening with Ruth or Morelos injury wise and they're struggling up top. Uh, uh, it just depends on what happens and we transfers out and stuff like that. What we are hearing as well, Alan, um, I see what we're hearing. Everybody who's watching is hearing because we don't have any insight that you don't have out there. Um, that Ryan Kent Al, is getting close to signing a new contract. And this is something, again, that we spoke about on Monday. We've been speaking about it, it seems like, for an age now. But Rangers just need to get that deal done, don't they? Yeah, it'll be good news once it's announced. Um, and again, it's, you know, when players sign contracts these days, we spoke about this on Monday night, but I can't remember who specifically it was we were talking about. When players sign contracts these days, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to stay for that length of the contract. But what it does is it protects the club financially. It means if somebody, if another club want to come in and sign Ryan Kent or whoever that may be, they're going to have to pay top dollar for them. They're going to have to stump up the money to buy that contract out. That's how football works these days. A four-year contract doesn't mean he's going to be here for four years. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, for me, that's positive. If, if, if Kent stays, happy days. Kent stayed. We all know how good Kent can be. We all know how quiet Kent can be at times. We all know how good Kent can be. Um, and if he's going to go... Happy days again because we're going to get a good transfer fee from, um, and that you know that probably does mean that we are going to sell him on at some point. That the intention is to sell him, signs a new contract, keep him for another year, maybe two, and then sell him on when he's got a couple of years left and and make a tidy profit. Might not make a profit off again, but you you you, you, um, you know just in general with players like that, that's that's the idea behind it. Well, that that's the thing here. I mean, 
I mean, for, for what it, it looks as if the deal's about to be done. I know that Kent's happy in Glasgow and yeah. he's got all friends for Glasgow and he's got a comfortable life here and stuff like that. Even if we're not going to get seven million back for him, um, even if we lost out in a couple of million, losing out in a couple of million is better than losing out in seven million. I think you'll get seven million back from Martin. If it's in the new deal, it just protects the club. But I think you said that Ryan's happy in Glasgow. He's got all friends for here and he seems contain the Rangers so I think unless we get and if he wanted to leave he could just see his contract out couldn't he but he's happy yeah. to sign a deal and sometimes a player doesn't do that for the benefit of the club they'll do it for the benefit of themselves as well so he's happy in Glasgow I like him at Rangers I've always been one of the first players on my team sheet but that's just me I've always liked Ryan Kent I know a lot of he's a, he divides opinion with a lot of people uh, but I like him as a player so I'm happy if he signs a new contract, but I do think maybe a year or two he will move back to England, but hopefully not. We shall wait and see. Right, okay, that'll do us tonight. Um, we will obviously be back tomorrow morning, 11am, for our pre-show once the teams have been announced. Gives us a bit more to talk about as well. And then, of course, we will have post-match reaction shortly after the game live reaction on YouTube. Might be doing something a bit later on with the youths, the youth game, because we're going to it. Um, I will let everybody know um, please do like and subscribe on YouTube. You know how much it helps. I, I like shares. The, I see like if 50 people are watching this and they don't usually like. See if 25 years like it. It just it helps share that, that video. Honestly, you've no idea. Make sure you subscribe with notifications on. If you want to become a member, you can. You can help us get and uh, towards our goal of uh, joining up with Rangers on a, a media basis. Um Nicholas Moore, great show as always, lads. Thank you very much, Nicholas. I appreciate that. Um, I can't wait till JD's back on and Nicholas can phone in. And that's going to be fun. Um, so oh, again, I want to be on that one. Please, yeah. have me on that one. <laughs> we're, enjoy, we're enjoying the phone-ins, but we need more people to phone in. If I'm being brutally honest, we need more people to phone in. I'm leaving our phone in. I even get it. Listen, see if you're nervous. <laughs> nervous. Honestly, don't be nervous. If us three can do a podcast, you can phone in. Um so, yeah, please don't be nervous. Thank you for joining us on Facebook and Twitter as well. It's really, really appreciated. Um, so, yeah, um, head over to our, our sponsors, Kitbag UK. The link is in the description. If you use the link and you fancy buying something, you're also helping to support the rabble as well. As Alan just manhandles his cat. <laughs> Alan try to bail at Brian here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. But, yeah, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And hopefully we'll see you back tomorrow. Um, pre-game Livingston, first game of the season yeah beauty, at 11am thank you for watching, and we'll speak to you all very, very soon Sports Social Podcast Network With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.